Do you wait till the last minute to complete tasks? Tonight we're going to discuss 10 different ways to stop procrastinating so that you can execute and get it done.
must be the post office or something. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, that is about a time. But that's Murphy's Law. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think that's the whole point. There's different types of people in the world. There's people that prepare way ahead of time. And I'm pretty hilarious because I'm an overthinker. So I'll lay awake all night thinking about something and planning it out for the next six years. But then when it comes down to it, I won't actually execute it till the last minute um, unless I have to because I'm pretty busy. And unfortunately, I've had a good track record on being able to accomplish the things I need to. My thing is, though, is I probably would do such a better job at the things I do if I put more time into them ahead of time. Kind of, you know, I guess it's one of those things that's selfish in nature. And, and since I've been trying to work on that whole, you know, that whole selfishness thing and, and being a little more selfless, that could be something I could work on. Hey, Corinne, what about you, honey? I was trying to think of a time the whole time that you were talking that you was asking Tawanda. Um because, like, I, I agree with her. I procrastinate. I've been procrastinating for, I don't know, for how long. Um, and I used to do it intentionally just because, um, like, if I was to study for a test, my brain can only hold so much stuff at one time. So I would right. literally wait until the morning of to study and then, you know, hurry up and get all of it out of my brain so I can pass the test. Um, but I don't know. Maybe... I had to write a paper, and I maybe didn't have enough time to, like, proofread it because I am um, dyslexic, so I have to, like, yeah. read things, you know, a million times. Even though I'm, I am a good writer, I won awards right. in the past, it just takes me a little bit more effort to get there than other people. Right. So if I don't allow myself enough time to maybe proofread it, then, yeah, that can be a disaster. But, you know, that's the good part about this is we get all these ladies together to talk about the different ways that we procrastinate, um, and we're going to let everybody know that they're not the only ones out there. Um, I've lost out, you know, it, it hasn't been on, on such magnitude, you know, huge levels that it, that it affected my life in a, in a gross way. But, but, you know, back in high school, um, putting off put, doing papers and college putting off doing papers and and, you know, even at work, uh, if I had a presentation and I put it off to the last minute, I'm sure that I could have excelled and, and exceeded the expectations of me. But I was comfortable and, and confident in my own ability on just being average. And, see, I think that's the difference with me now. Um, while I, you know, even though I still fascinated on certain things, like I try to plan a little bit better because now I'm trying to be bigger, better, and and execute, like Tawanda always says, you know, that's the word for tonight is, is execution. And it's not just about getting it done. Um, these days, we're getting older, we're getting wiser. And these days, we need to get things done. and We need to make them excel above other people. There's a lot of competition out there. So with that being said, what about you, Kelly? Hi, thank you, Annie. Oh, my God, I think I lost you. Wait. Okay, no, you're still online. Okay, <clears throat> thank you. All right, so thank you for hosting. Um, myself, I am not much of a procrastinator. I like to keep myself in a safe zone. So, therefore, um, I attempted to research back to see when I have procrastinated. And there have been, there was one time in high school finishing up a term paper that I just left it off to the last minute. And then again, in college, it was the same offense, which was a term paper. And right. that's, it does not feel good to procrastinate, but for the majority of times, 
I am not much of a procrastinator. I like things now. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, something to touch on something Tawanda said about how she made someone else's, she affected somebody else's situation because of her procrastination. That, for me, is the biggest thing. You know, I've always, my other codependency bullshit that I work on um, is that I've always worried about other people more than myself. And I've, I've noticed it's funny because when I procrastinate, it's usually something that is only going to affect, the outcome of the situation is only going to affect me in a negative or a good way for the most part. In You know, for example, the papers or, or something at work, like if I'm going for a bonus or if I'm doing this presentation and I do better than Jane or Joe, um, you know, I can, I can get a, a reward or whatever, you know, um, or promotion. And a lot of times I sabotage myself, and that's the word I was looking at. Is sabotaging. Um, procrastination is a form of sabotage. Uh, how about you, Alexis? Do you have any uh, procrastination stories for us? Um, I do tend to procrastinate, but nothing really blew up in my face in a negative way. I will say that sometimes when I'm supposed to be studying for a test or prepping for a test, I don't. So there was a situation where we had a really important test come up. It was midterm, and it was definitely going to be 50% of a grade. And a couple of classmates and I waited a couple of days to study. And let's just say our teacher had mercy on us and decided to mention what was going to be on the test, and I was smart enough to record what she said. So that day, I got home, and I was so tired. It was the night before the test. I was asleep, dead to the world. When I woke up, I had over 30 phone calls and a whole bunch of text messages from my and all of us were freaking out because no one had really done the amount of studying we need. So, so all of us procrastinated and we paid the price for it because we had to stay up all night to study. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it comes down to, like, how much how much the consequences are going to be and what you're going to need to suffer. A lot of people probably weigh those out before they make a decision on whether they're going to prepare or not, right? So with that, we're going to start with the number one tip for if we are trying to become a non-procrastinator and we're trying to be more of an executor and we want to get goals done, the first thing that you need to do is get organized. There are so many different ways and things that you can do to get organized, and that looks different for everybody. I know um, I know people that have, you know, for me personally, I have a book planner. Um, I'm terrible. Like, it does not matter how many times my phone goes off. I, if I set an alarm on my phone, I'll still go past it without doing whatever it is I'm trying to remind myself of. i got to write that shit down. So, Tawanda, I'm curious. What do you got to say about organization? What are the top skills that you have for organization? What would you say is your number one piece of advice for people um, if they're trying to become somebody that's a procrastinator, going to the execution stage, what are they going to do to organize? That's a really great question. And one of the things I want to be clear about when I said I was a professional procrastinator means I don't intend to do it until the last minute. Uh, some people will procrastinate because they just can't Amen. help it. I do it because that's just when I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it at the last minute, and it's still going to be 
exceptional. In reference to organization, I'm extremely organized. I was just asking Corinne earlier as her and I was talking about a couple of different things about using Google Drive. So I said I'm going to hammer her over the head because she doesn't use Google Drive. Well, and I'm sorry, Corinne, I'm still in our conversation. But I really didn't use Google Drive either for a lot of different things other than large files, kind of like what Corinne said. However, I had someone kind of start building with me on some stuff, and we were meeting, and we were using Google Drive because it's updating in real time, and it has everything there. And I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds pretty cool. So I don't know why I'm echoing. Maybe somebody else has a phone on mute. But to, to answer your question, Annie, to be specifically, um, getting organized, having different things like a Dropbox, like Google Drive, um, different things to be able to keep files. I have files from 10, 12 years ago, and as well as using a planner or the calendar on your phone to remind yourself of appointments. Um, checking your emails regularly and cleaning out your emails so you won't have 500 emails and things of that sort. And just really setting goals and a things to do list from day to day would definitely help you become organized. Let's say if you even do a things to do list for the week or for the month, then just marking off um, that things to do list can be really, really good and helpful. And I wanted to also comment to Alexis because I was in a podcast with Alexis, I think last week or two weeks ago, and she admitted being a procrastinator. And I really did not know that she was a procrastinator. So that was really good to learn. She doesn't like doing something until the last minute. So I wanted to kind of remind her of her admitting that because what she said earlier, I was over here, kind of had one eye open and one eye closed because I said, Alexis, you're not telling all of the information. You are a huge procrastinator, and she likes to wait until the last minute, and we're working on that. I do wait to the last minute for certain things. I don't procrastinate on every single thing, but for some things, if I know that I work better under pressure, then I will. Like, for example, my papers, I don't write them until the night before they're due. I don't wait until the night before they're due to do the research. I have the research already. I just wait until the night before my paper is due because I'm one of those people where I get distracted and I just put it off and off. So I found that my papers are better written when I do it the night before they're due because I don't have a choice. So well, you know, I oh, just now, now I'm getting twisted. She's thorough now. She's very well, thorough. For me, my issue, too, is, though, you know, I'm an overthinker, and I'm a, I am will go back and, like, I really do. I, I'm the same way, Alexis. Like, I work really well under pressure, and so I give my best work when I'm, when I'm busy, when I'm multitasking. And if I do something too soon, I will revamp and revamp, and I'll make something. My paintings, I'm a painter, I'm an artist, and I have literally, I can't even tell you guys how many times I had a painting that was pretty fucking dope. Excuse my language. Uh and then I, I kept overthinking it and adding too much color or doing something else, and it completely changed into something else. And then I sat back and thought, man, I really wish I had both of those right now, you know? Um, so, I mean, it can go both ways, and I think, it, you know, that goes on individuality. But what my problem is is that I want to address uh, is my selfishness when it comes down to a situation where I'm putting others at risk of stressing out or not being able to accomplish something because of my procrastination. So what do you think, uh, Kelly? Got anything to add to that? Or is she there? 
Did we just lose her? <laughs> or Corinne, how about you, honey? <laughs> um, I use a, a couple of systems to stay organized because, um, yeah, I work better when it's organized and not chaos. Um, so I'll do I'll put my um, to-do list in my phone. So as soon as I unlock the screen on my phone, my to-do list is right on my home screen. Um, and what I'll do is I'll use a combination of my to-do list in combination with a um, a bullet book. So my bullet book would only have the things that I accomplished in it. Um, I've had used right. bullet books in the past where I didn't finish everything. So it kind of was like a reminder of everything that I didn't finish with a combination of some things that I did do. So what I've learned best for me is to create my to-do list. Once I accomplish something, I'll put it into my bullet book so that when I do look at my bullet book at the end of the year, I see a list of all my accomplishments. Well, and see, here's the difference between people. I never even heard of a bullet book. And now just by your explanation, I understand what that is, and I think I need one. <laughs> okay. She, so, she needs right, one, too. Yeah, right? Who, me? <laughs> Yes, Corinne. No, I have my bullet book. Well, start using it, Corinne, please. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> she's, she's, she's got jokes for you, Corinne. All right. So the next step here is to set simple and achievable goals. I know I'm a big dreamer, ladies. I, I have my dreams. I have these big, huge aspirations that I want. And what I've learned recently in, in, in a lot of humility in life is that sometimes we can set some smaller goals. And, and even if it's a tiny little itty-bitty goal in your mind, that's still better than nothing. So we want to set achievable goals. And if that starts with something small, you want to make sure you know when, where, how much, how, and every aspect of what that goal is. So, Corinne, I'm going to start with you this time. And I want to know, give me one of your goals right now. What is an achievable goal that you have right now? And how are you going to, how are you going to achieve it? Um, apparently, like someone to say, I need to use my bullet book more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I just recently relocated, so I just have to um, work on a new schedule. So at this moment, my goal is just to realign everything and just to reprioritize everything that I have going on now. And that's great because sometimes it's as simple as that. Um like I said, I think sometimes we get too afraid of the big picture. Or we focus too much on the big picture. But what about you, Kelly? Um, you have any small, simple, achievable goals or even a big one? How are you going to achieve it? Well, um, I'm a little bit more complex. And as I continue to come aboard, maybe um, you will learn, most of the ladies will learn my personality. I am pretty multitask. And um, so my... Every goal that I am inspired to do is attainable, uh, and therefore one of more of the immediate goals is travel. And I prepare okay. months in advance for my travel, and it shall, you know, it will come forth to volition during like the next two two days. But I prepare. I'm I'm well prepared in advance for my goal. And another goal, awesome. which is I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, and then I also have a second goal, which is a little bit more of a bigger project, which is uh, known, titled at the moment, Project 193. I have spoken just briefly uh, regarding that project with uh, Corinne. 
Kwanzaa, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> with Tawanda. So that's what I have. I go after the goal, and it's pretty well calculated, and I usually yeah. achieve and attain the goal. See, and that's amazing, you know, and what we have to remember is that we are so blessed these days to have goals that, that are so happy and, and attainable. Um, you know, what we try to remind each other all the time is that there's people out there that do, you know, it's okay if your goal is just to stay, to stay sober for one more hour or just to see your children again because maybe you messed up. Um, the fact is is that we've all been through some things where we didn't think that the things that we're doing today are possible, and now they are. So you just got to, you just got to, you know, reach out, ask for help and, and set down the boundaries and follow through with whatever path it is that you're putting yourself on. So with that, Alexis, how about you? My goal is to survive next semester. <laughs> See, so that should be an easy one for you. <laughs> Yeah, ask me in the middle of the semester when I'm ready to pull up my hair and dig a hole and go hide. <laughs> yeah, All right. because I found I recently found out I still have to take a math class. And I still have to take another English class. You need two of each to get a bachelor's. I'm not too thrilled to hear about that. Well, the good news is you're speaking English right now, so you're halfway there. <laughs> 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 All right, so number three on the list is to create a timeline and a schedule. I think this is probably the most important. If we're talking about procrastination, time management is usually a thing, um, whether it be because, you know, you have, you're so jam-packed with other things to do. I'm, I, too, am like Tawanda um, as well, where I, I know I have so much time and I know I can get something done in a specific amount of time, so I will wait to the last minute to do it. Um, however, like I said, I'm trying to be more of a um, conscientious to other people person and, and dealing with as many more things as I am now, I have to open my mind up to the fact that I need to probably manage my time a little bit better. So creating a timeline or a schedule for that will do, will do just that. And we have to be open-minded to all the technology that's out there these days. Here I say this as somebody who writes everything down on notebooks and um, actual paper planners. But there are some pretty cool apps out there these days that can really help you out with your time management and meetings and and uh, calendars and all that fancy stuff. So if you can't figure it out, ask your grandchildren. <laughs> Number four, you want to set a deadline. Deadlines are important, and we got to make sure that even if you uh, are setting a deadline that's ahead of the, the time that you're actual to it because you got to be true to yourself. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue and we're going to talk about getting rid of distractions. So when we get back, I want to know what some of the biggest distractions that Twanda, you're going first, of course, and then the rest of you ladies have had that have taken you away from something important in your life and how we can stop those distractions from stopping us. Real Girlfriends Across America is on Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do. 
Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Hi everyone, this is Annie with your trending news for September 22nd. The University of California admitted dozens of wealthy white students as favors. The audit found the elite school admitted 42 applicants who were the children of staff and donors while denying admission to others who were more qualified. The University of California inappropriately admitted at least 64 wealthy, mostly white students over the past six years as favors to donors, families, and friends, according to an audit released Tuesday that found hundreds more questionable cases of students accepted to the top UC schools. Among them were a student whose family was friends with a member of the Board of Regents, the child of a major donor, and an applicant who babysat for a colleague of a former admissions director, according to the report from the California State Auditor. This is a significant problem that the university needs to deal with. Let's hope this isn't occurring across the country or at other universities in California, but this is very concerning. That's it for today. All right, well, welcome back, and we're going to get back with Tawanda, and I want to know about some distractions. Tawanda, tell me what distracts you and how you deal with that. I hope my phone is not echoing. Is it? No, you're good. Awesome, awesome. Well, first, I really want to share a quick goal because I didn't get a chance to share, and I'm always working on things. I wanted to comment, Annie, when you said um, your goal can be I'm not going to smoke or drink for the next hour. You know, sometimes sometimes people think when you talk about a goal, it has to be something like really, really elaborate, but that's huge. That is really huge. So I just really wanted to just comment and say that because – all goals don't have to be, oh, my goal is to get a brand new car. It could be, hey, I just want to yep. wake up. I want to take the next step. So that's really, really huge. And I'm working on several different things. However, one of them, I, I, I use Corinne for an example because I was just talking to her before the meeting, and one of my goals is to work with her um, at least twice a week. We're going to meet at least for like 30, 40, well, probably an hour because she talks a long time, but at least for 30, 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, because she's a creative genius, so we've been building on talking about um, just different ways to expand the podcast that millions of people can start listening to it, and then we're going to start talking about working on a reality show, a documentary, just so many creative things. So twice a week I'm going to be looking so forward to us being in that lab talking about the future and how we can really reach millions of women across the globe through podcasts and through reality shows, through documentary and so many other things on the big screen. And that may seem small to some people, but everything starts with an idea. And as we share these ideas and we just kind of build on them, she was telling me something in an email earlier, and I'm like, what in the world is that? Something about YouTube. I didn't know anything about about how certain things work on YouTube. So I'm looking pretty forward to that. And in reference to distractions, honestly, Annie, there's so many things that can distract us these days. I know I've heard Kay talk about social media being a distraction. That's not really my distraction because I don't care about social media. Now, I've been messaging Corinne for the last five hours for the last two days on social media. But other than that, um, my distraction would have to be definitely the cell phone, though. Like the phone's always ringing and texting. And I really don't want to say that Netflix is a distraction because I don't want to part with Netflix. (laughs) But 
Honestly, but anything that we can do too much of can be a distraction. Like, let's say if if I'm talking to you all day, that can be a distraction. If it's not, okay, this is what we need. I got to go now. So, yeah, definitely social media, um, television, and or, like, whether you're watching it on the TV or the computer, that can definitely be a distraction. And if you're cupcaking too much, that can be a distraction. Like, you got (laughs) to cupcake all day long because that can be a distraction. Now, that's not really my distraction, but um. Hopefully that answers the question. I don't really know what my distraction is. Um, oh, you know what? Sleeping too late. <laughs> yeah. Going to bed late and getting up too late. That is, my bed is so freaking comfortable. That's a huge distraction. However, I'm not parting with it, Andy. So don't you dare come out saying get rid of distractions next. <laughs> no, you know, I think the big point T is that we have to moderate, you know, like, if anything, I've learned in my in my years, it's that we need to moderate everything in moderation, um, and that's a such a true statement that that's become real for me because before I've smoked too much before, I've done other things too much before, and I've come to the realization that you know I'm human being and I'm going to want to do things, I'm going to want to experience life, and I just need to make sure that I'm not overdoing it. You know, <laughs> Corinne, how about you, honey? What are your distractions? You know, it's funny because Kalanda said that um, I actually was told that I was a distraction <laughs> um, about a week ago. <laughs> You're a pleasant distraction, though, a pleasant distraction. I appreciate that. And I'm pretty sure that they meant that I was a pleasant distraction as well. But, um, yeah, they said that they wanted to spend time with me and that that was a distraction, even though when I spent time with them, I was always multitasking. Um, so they was not a distraction to me because I'm I'm good at multitasking. Um, but as of lately, yeah, my, my distraction is typically like a distraction with another work thing. So I might be in the middle of doing something. And, for example, today my friend – sent me an email and said, can you please proofread this for me? So I took the time and proofread it for her, and then she sent me something else. Like, oh, my God, you did such a great job. Can you do another one? So I, you know, proofread two things for her and wrote it for her right. and sent it out. Um, but, yeah, typically that's that's how my distractions go. I'll stop what I'm doing sometimes if somebody else well, needs something. You know, I'm going to be real with you ladies because in in the the truth of the matter for me is is that my distractions come from – what I want to do and what I need to do. Um, I think all of us have, have had our, our moments these past couple of years and especially with the, you know, with the pandemic and everything that's happened, we've all gone through some rough times and, and I, you know, you, you all know a little bit of my story with, with the extra added burdens that I've had or obstacles. But my thing is, is, is there's these things that I want in life and there's these things that I need in life. And of course, you know, being an adult, we have to we have to attend to those things that we need, and figuring out the difference between what I need and I want, and then actually like setting aside change as opposed to not paying the rent to get something I want before I pay my rent type of thing. So that's been my biggest distraction is is dreaming a little too much sometimes when the reality of life has to hit first. Kelly, what about you, girl? Well, my distraction, my biggest distraction has been. Uh, being a, like a foster parent. And having said that, it's, the placement is on family, caring too much about family. Um, of course, we are all affected by where we go ourselves, but when we travel into a specific direction, it will affect the children. 
So here, my case has been that I did not have the opportunity to raise the firstborn. And he has been affected, but he will not, it feels like as though he does not grow up as I believe that he was capable or would be capable of maturing. And so I realized that maybe I just need to come right forth and say, hey, if I am in this direction, if I go west, you do not need to travel west. And if he goes west, family needs to be supportive of their children. We will family is supportive not just of our children, but of family, period. When you're family, you're family. And therefore, family is my biggest distraction. Um, however, I am still going after my goals, and I know that I have to make choices that may not necessarily complement others in my family or in my my circle of friends, and um, that my dreams are possible as long as I am just bullheaded and continue to go forward, forward, forward um, mm-hmm. without... <laughs> You know, without feeling that, oh, my God, this direction can hurt my children because I love my children. Right. So well, no, yeah, that's, you know, we all are faced with choices, and sometimes we don't have the choices that are the fucking the epitome of what we want or we think we want. We have A or B, and we have to pick what's best for each situation, and that's exactly. what makes life so damn hard. You and know? not only that, um, but my family, they're very extreme professional. It's a very functional active family and to the extremes. Um, and so sometimes as family, we uh-huh. conflict with interest, you know. All, if you have I'm an all, attorney, like? it's different uh-huh. than a medical, you know, a medical department is different yeah. from a political department. So right. um, going after well, your dream, so and family, I am going after my dream. Yeah, family's not always about blood for me. Um, I have more family that's non-blood family than I do of actual blood relations, but uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about. So, Alexis, Thank how you. about you, honey? What about distractions for you? We've only got about 10 minutes left, so after Alexis, I'm going to head through the rest of these and see what else you ladies want to add. Um, My distraction will have to be YouTube. Like, uh-huh. There are so many things on there that I want to watch. Sometimes I find it fascinating to watch someone knit a scarf and I'll end up doing it myself. Or sometimes <laughs> I'll watch Gordon Ramsay or somebody else cook something and I'll go into the kitchen and do that. Yeah, I need to be banned from YouTube. I really honestly need to think that. Because YouTube is just like, ooh. Hey, listen, you know what, though? Like, I did learn how to change the serpentine belt on my old Dodge Durango through YouTube, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> YouTube's pretty useful sometimes. goes along with uh, it, with the, setting those deadlines and setting your timeline. Um, make sure that you're timing yourself. Don't let three weeks pass, because I know that I'm a person that will do that. Um, oh, yeah, I thought I answered your text, but I didn't. And two weeks later, uh, I'm realizing I didn't, you know. So if you set a timeline and make sure that you're paying more attention and being conscious or conscientious of your time, that can be very, uh, can be an attribute to help you with procrastination. Number seven is to take a break. Make sure that you allow yourself a break. Allow yourself some time to, to decompress. 
Uh, this is super important because I know for me, especially, I will overdo it, overdo it, and burn the candle at both ends. And then I just completely down, you know, implode at the end because I'm so exhausted from doing too many things for too long. Number eight is use incentives. You can totally give yourself rewards. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, especially, you know, these days we've got to keep such in shape because they put all this crap in our food. So if we're on a diet and we want to reward ourselves with a chocolate piece of chocolate cake at the end of the week or get some pizza wings, whatever it is that you want to reward yourself with, do that, but make sure that you're doing that after you actually achieve your goal of making it to the deadline. <laughs> Number nine, get the hard stuff done first. I know a lot of people, um, in my opinion, I don't know, I've always been one of those people, I don't know about you ladies, but I've always been one of those people that does the hard stuff first because then I know that the easy stuff is all that I have left. So first question I have is, do any of you ladies do the easy stuff first? And if you do, tell me why and how that's worked out for you. This is Kawanda, and I do that, and I know that's not the proper way, and I'm working on something (laughs) now that I've been putting off for two weeks because I was putting the easy things first because sometimes you just want to do the easy stuff or some stuff you're just not looking forward to, and I know that's the the backwards way. I know Annie. Annie, Annie, I already know. (laughs) Don't even even get me about it. I know. (laughs) Listen, I didn't write this article. However, I do agree because the hard stuff. I'm I'm definitely one of those people. I do the hard stuff first, just because um, because I want to be able to relax at the end of the day. That's my big thing. Like I'll work hard and and go hard until I have to, but when I get home, I want to lay down on and watch you know binge watch Netflix all night long. Right, T. <laughs> all right. Who else? Who else wanted to say something about that? I'm the opposite. I tend to do the easy stuff first and leave the hard stuff for last. Only because oh. I'm one of those. I only I, because I'm one of those people where I notice when I'm in study mode or when I'm in work mode, I prefer to get all the easy stuff out so I don't have to spend that much brain power. And on the stuff that I do have to spend brain power on, I tend to enter what I like to call my study world or my work yes. world, where don't break my concentration unless you unless you want to lose your head. Right. <laughs> so you know, once I enter that state, oh, it's just better to leave me there. <laughs> well, let us know if you're in that state, and we'll leave you alone. <laughs> Can we send you some pizza or something? Will that help? <laughs> no, but thank you. <laughs> All right, Corinne, do you have anything to add to that? Um, with me, it's a little different, I guess, is whatever, um, because, like, Tawana says, I, I create things. Um, so with me, it's whatever I am inspired to do, it, it, well, considering time sensitivity. So obviously if I have more time or if things are due around the same time, um, depending on, I might be thinking about something for a couple of days and all of a sudden it'll come to me on how exactly I want to execute it. Um, so that's typically how I work. So it's like whatever I feel more inclined to do at that moment or whatever comes to me. If I have a spark of, I don't know, other idea, then I'll work on that in the text at first. Well, you know, and I, I really think that, like, in some cases, you know, obviously have been doing the procrastination thing. I guess we could call it a controlled procrastination. <laughs> right, T, we do controlled procrastination. 
Um, and it's been working out for us, you know. Um, so everybody's different, and, and everybody has their certain levels. Um, I just think that for me personally, I do definitely want to be able to make sure that I'm not causing any more stress or trauma upon other people because I've come to realize in my old age that I've, I've caused a lot of stress upon people that was not necessary, and that's, that's not a cool thing to do, you know, especially with all – we got enough going on with everything in these days, right? So the right. Last, right. So our last point tonight is to tell somebody. You want to tell the world. You can even put it out on social media. Make sure that when you reach your goal, um, you can tell people if you're setting a goal. But if you don't think you're going to reach it, I wouldn't tell them because then you're going to just embarrass yourself. But if you if you reach your goal, let everybody know because there's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself. Um, what do you ladies think? What, what's your favorite way to share with the world or share? Who do, what would be the first person or who would be the first people that you would tell if you, if you reach the goal that you have right now? This is Alexis. The only person that I really talk to in depth about my goals or accomplishments is my sister because I have learned that there are a lot of people out there who aren't genuinely happy for you. So I just rather tell the one person I know that it's always going to be happy for me no matter what. See, that's cool, though, because you know you have that special bond. You know, for me – um, I'm a social media person. Yeah, I share a lot of stuff on my social media. Um, I've moved around a lot in my life. I was a military brat, so social media keeps me in touch with people that I've known for 20-plus years. And so I definitely am one of those people that's going to post that shit up on Instagram and Facebook and be proud of myself. So, Corinne, how about you? I think you're a social media girl, Corinne. What, you gonna, tell me. Tell me. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> I'm never really on social media if it's not pertaining to someone else's social media, um, and that's because I, I'm fulfilling a job. But um, and I don't advertise my life on social media at, at all, really. Um, but that's going to change a little bit. But um, I don't really share my accomplishments with everyone just because, like Alexis say, people generally are not necessarily. Um, that interested and really don't really care that much. Um, so maybe I'll share right. that information to whoever, you know, was privy to that information to begin with. I'm like, hey, you know, I did this. Or I'll just share it with, you know, a bottle absolute. I mean, they don't care. Right. So let me let me just say this really quickly because in my experience, um, I used to think that too. I used to think that people did not care. Um, but... I've had quite a few now in the past, like, 10 years. I've had quite a few situations that happened where things that came back, um, just little situations where I either shared something inspirational that I had done, um, some fears that I've gotten over, which you ladies know, the ladies of you that know me, I've come over and come across a lot of things recently. And and I've found that with sharing that on social media, some of these people, I have people that have sent me messages that are just heart-touching because, I've been, you know, like, I've been able to inspire people that I never even would have imagined I'd inspire. Some girl in Connecticut who I've become friends with over social media, I inspired her to talk to some stranger. And I know that sounds really lame, but I think we talked about this before. But however, (laughs) um, it wasn't in a bad way. You know what I mean? It's just that the fact that I inspired somebody to do something just because I was willing to go out and do something after I was afraid to do it. And I shared that. So not saying that everybody has to share those experiences, but just so you know, 
it's a pretty amazing feeling when something like that happens and it comes back on you that, that when my intentions are always just to let people know that, Hey, it's never too late to shine. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can freaking accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. You just have to work for it. And there's always people out there that are going to cheer you on, you know, because all of us have been through some shit. So we only got a few seconds left. Anybody want to add anything before we we're done for the night? Hi, this is Tawanda, and I do have something I really want to add in reference to what um, Corinne and Alexa said. You know, one of the things, and Corinne, you know, we were talking, I'm not sure if that was today, might have been yesterday or the day before, about genuine friendships. And the reason that we're here um, in reference to Clutch, my real girlfriends across America, is to build lifelong friendships with women and is to talk about different things that we're excited about, that we're passionate about, and, you know, to talk and share with people that, you know, truly do care. So I I really want, um, and I know you have a few extra minutes now, Annie, but I I really want to find out from Alexis and from Corinne, because this is the reason that we're here. So do you not believe that it's possible? Alexis mentioned that she only shares those things with her sister. So do you not think it's possible to meet other people that truly care about, you know, the oh, different things you're doing and that's happy, as well as you, um, Corinne, and reference what you said, too? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Real quick, that red, the big red light means we have more time now, right? So I don't have to play the outro. We're good. <laughs> yeah, you didn't check your text message. but yeah, Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, I did not get a text message. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. Um, this is Alexis. To answer Kawanda's question, um, my best friend is genuinely happy for me whenever I tell her things, but because she has two young children and she lives on the West Coast, it's actually very rare that we actually can connect. So she usually will find out about things after the fact, and then she's always happy for me. And, like, I do have friends who I do tease and tell, but in my own personal I've learned that it's just better to keep the news to yourself than it is to share with certain people because there are just some real competition when it comes to you know, members of the family. So it's just better listen, for me not to say anything at all. And here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you, and and I and I'm saying this out of so much light and love. And if once you get to know me better, you're gonna understand, right? I've spent so much time in my life worrying about whether they were blood related or not, right? Whether whether it was somebody that was meant to be, supposed to be, or just in my life because of birth. I spent so much time to make time trying to make everybody else so happy, and I missed out on a lot of things, and I suffered emotionally, I suffered physically, I suffered mentally because of that. And what I've learned now, I mean, I'm 44 now, and I've gone through a lot this last couple of years. And what I've learned is that it is such a true statement. When you love yourself first and you can be proud and you can, and you can stand and show the world what you've got and that confidence comes for you, it doesn't matter because the issue is not you. The issue is not you. The issue is what that person is dealing with, and it is not your problem or your fault how they react to your wonderfulness or whatever you want to call it, and that is okay. And honestly, if I can tell any of you people out there, any of you ladies listening, please understand that it is okay if other people are not happy with your situation because that is not your responsibility, and that is the most important 
number one freaking life fact that I will stress for the rest of my life is that please make yourselves happy and be content and confident in yourselves because then that is when the blessings blow up and come. Amen this to that. Go ahead. Who was that? Oh, this is the, I was going to answer uh, Tawana's question as well. Um, I think with me, I just, I've done a lot of things um, in my life um, and I, I don't really talk about things. There's things that I've done um, that, you know, my friends didn't even know that I've done like 10, 15 years ago or whatever. Um, and then shots that, you know, that I've done it. Um, like I was in a movie, for example, and nobody knew. Um, just because I just, I don't know, I just don't think to tell people certain things. Um, and unless you're around at that time, I might say, oh, hey, i got to do this Saturday or something like that. Um, I, I don't know. It's just I don't think about it unless you're around. It's not that I don't feel like I trust you with right. the information or anything like that. It's just because I'm always doing something. And, you know, I have friends that are always doing something. So, um, it's, it's not a surprise if, you know, maybe we don't share every detail of our life with right. each other. Well, you know, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I'm not on Facebook talking about my personal issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a, a line between what I'm going to share personally um, and what I'm going to let the world know about, uh, you know, when it comes to, like, personal relationships and stuff like that. Like, there, there's things out there that, that you know, that, that my followers have no idea is going on in my life. They don't even, most of them don't even know if I, whether I'm married or not. You know what I mean? Um, but I think the, like, when I, when I put myself out on a social media platform and I start to create thousands of followers, which I have, um, I feel like I'm putting myself out there and I have a responsibility because in my opinion, you know, I want to put myself out there in a way that, that is positive and, and, you know, I'm definitely no Kim Kardashian crew, um, but I've been through a lot and, and, and I'm just an average Jill, you know? And so in my responsibility of what I believe on social media, I need to, I, I, that's just me though. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's so great about, about this whole situation is that we can do what we want. Right. But for me, I want to be as honest as I can, because first of all, I can't be embarrassed about what's happened to me in my life because some of it, you know, most of it I couldn't control. Um, but if I can, if I can subject somebody to the information that I have and make them live a little bit easier because of that, then, then that's kind of how I look at it. You know what I mean? It's not even, you know, Mm -hmm. it's funny how we all, we're all brought up differently and we all think differently. So for me, I look at it in in a way of, I'm not really worried about what my biological mother's ever going to say if she sees what I say on social media, because she hasn't contributed enough to my life to even matter. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to watch what my dad you know, I'm going to watch my mm-hmm. dad things. However, if I'm going to want to post something, if I want something to be known, I'll let him know ahead of time and be like, hey, Dad, you might want to stay off Facebook today. <laughs> wow. You know, one thing, Annie, this is Sawanda, I wanted to say, I know, I think it was Kelly that mentioned before about sometime having instant friendships. Um, you know, people need friends. People need people to really encourage them and be happy for them. I can definitely understand what you were saying, Corinne, about, you know, a lot of times if you're getting ready to do something, if you're not happening to be talking to someone at that time, they may miss it. Definitely that's understood. I just really want to see more kindness. You know, I really want to see people yeah. be more happy for other people for real. I was telling Corinne that yeah. I was on, and I'm not really a social media head, but 
I was on Instagram, Annie, I guess about a month ago, and I was looking at something that Corinne had posted. And I said, let me let me view her Instagram because she has several, the IGTV or whatever that is. So one of the things she was talking about was one of her companies where she works to help people. And she said, I just really want to see more kindness in the world. And I said, oh, my gosh, yes. you're almost an angel. Um, but that's what I want to see, too. I really want to see more kindness because I, you know come on I know everybody's been a victim of something great happening to you and you're telling someone they're like oh okay it ain't happened to me right. I mean come on man come on now seriously seriously right. I hate that with a passion when something great right. like Annie you share so much of your life your story your testimony you're just so transparent about the journey so guess what when you're blessed to get all the things you want, when you have the millions and the new car and the husband and all this other stuff, and you're telling us, we're going to say, we know where you came from. Oh, my gosh, it's time. We're glad. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? But we have to be, yes. because guess what? When we're happy with someone today and we're cheering you on, tomorrow you could be getting cheered on. We have to see it a different That's- way. No, oh, it's, so, it's so true. That's my it's my whole point. I feel it from my, like, I feel it from the, the down depths of my soul. You know what I mean? Um, what, what I think is that, you know, everybody gets so caught up because we are going through some hard times and it is hard when you, you know, I've been suffering with paying rent just like everybody else. And I have been suffering with, with, I went a few days without eating quite a few times the past year, you know? Um, but what I, what my mission in life is to let people know that, you know, positivity and kindness can win. Because there's, you know, there's some people that were in the same situation that I was, and yeah, they were made a bit in the one that caused the situation. But the whole point is, is that I tried to remain kind, I tried to remain positive, and I kept fighting for the greater good. And here I am, mm-hmm. and I am excelling this. You know, I am excelling mm-hmm. because because positivity is power, and you know this. Mm. Oh yes, absolutely. Positivity is power. And guess what? Random acts of kindness from one to another can change okay. the world. And I, that's what we want to be a part of doing. This is your call, girl. Yes. Okay. okay, so so I, you guys know I struggled with pain pill addiction back in the day. I was in a car accident years ago, and I broke my neck, and I had a plate put in my neck, and I was addicted to pain pills. And I had to go to rehab for that. I had to give up custody of my children for that and when I met this girl while I was in rehab her name is Mallory and we still stay in touch over Facebook thank you social media the exact thing I'm talking about but this girl has been fighting a inoperable brain tumor for the past four and a half years she is about to go in 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 five days for her fourth brain surgery and so on Facebook she announced hey guys I gotta spill the beans I'm having another brain surgery and all this girl asked for she said I in lieu of prayers for myself I would request that you commit random acts of kindness upon others. So I spread that on my social media, and I'm hoping that maybe by bringing this up we can spread that too because what a perfect time. But maybe if people stop being a little bit selfish and be a little more selfless, like my friend Mallory, who is, is looking at a possible you know, terminal, uh, terminal surgery coming up in five days, and she's asking mm. for everybody else to be kind to others, and that's what we need more of. Am I right? Sure. Mm, yes, you're right, and definitely pray for her as well. You're absolutely right. That's real. Mm. Wow. I'm telling you know what? Go ahead. 
there's a song by actually an artist that I actually love because it's so amazing. Um, it's called Life Jennings, and he has a song called It Could Have Been Worse. And um, right. I love, love that because a lot of times we are mad because we don't have this or that, et cetera, et cetera, and someone else has nothing. Someone else is going through a worse right. situation. So I, I, I'm reminded to stay humble, and I think, I'm so thankful for small things. It, I'm thankful for everything because I know that some people um, definitely have nothing. So I, I appreciate this call tonight right. because every time, you know, you're, you're welcome. You you always remind me to stay humble and to stay vigilant and to continue to give good vibes to people. And you remind me that the struggle is real and that we have to continue to reach out and be a blessing to others. So I just want to say thank you to Annie to always um, being a blessing to us through these calls. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> it. No, thank you. Oh, sorry, I'm getting for Clint, but um, I just, I just hope that we can, we can change some lives and help some people out. That's what my main goal in life is. And, you know, honestly, we can wrap this back up to the topic that we have tonight, because when it comes down to it, like we all deserve better. And when it, you know, if, if we're talking about waiting to the last minute, uh, if it has to do with somebody else, let's have some kindness and love for other people and give them the, the relief of not having the stress of waiting to the last minute. And if it has to do with us, guess what? Let's remember that we're worth it. And we've earned where we are today, and it's only going to get better from here. Do any of you ladies have anything else you want to add tonight? All right. Well, I was just so glad to be here tonight. I missed you ladies. We always have great episodes going Sunday through Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. I appreciate everybody calling in. I appreciate you guys uh, sharing your stories with me, everybody who's listening, and I can't wait until next time. Tomorrow we're going to have another great topic, so please join us. And always, as usual, have a peaceful and prosperous night, my friends. Thank you. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, touch on to your best friend and stay tuned.